Good morning. It's my delight to welcome you as we begin to gather in as God's people. We are so glad that you are here with us today. If this is a first or new Sunday for you, we're particularly glad and offer our welcome to you. We have friendship pads. We use those as a way of learning people's names. They're found at the end of each pew, and you can pass those down and get to know some folks if you don't already. But don't use the friendship pad uh, as an excuse. Just get to know somebody. If there's someone you don't know, go and say, hi, I'm Mark. Glad to have you. And uh, start a good personal welcome uh, this day here at church. We're so glad you're here, and we are glad to be together um, in the house of worship. So here's the, here's the move I've noticed from most of you coming in today. Uh, as you walk into the sanctuary, a lot of people are doing this. <laughs> Meaning that it was the windblown look. And um, I particularly was thinking about that in early worship. For uh, early worship is a wonderful uh, worship opportunity at 845 that has a small, intimate crowd and allows a great deal of space for reverence and for silence and for contemplation. And during that service that's so quiet, you can hear the wind rush across the building. And there are metal trusses above us, which are sturdy, but they're noisy. And sometimes you may have noticed, you'll hear the expanding joints and the noise that comes across. Now I'll remind you that in Hebrew, the word for the breath of God or the spirit of God is ruach. So when you hear the wind blowing through, remembering that at Pentecost, the spirit came like a rushing wind to the apostles, you can hear the ruach as the spirit of God falls across the, the, the sanctuary. And as is often the case on the busy Nicholsville Road that we share, uh, a siren came through. In fact, there will probably be one or two that will happen in this hour of worship. You will hear the rush and worry of life as you sit here in the shelter of this sanctuary. All of this reminds us that we have a temporary resting place as we try to build a permanent home, that we have this opportunity to come and to devote a small amount of our time to this sacred space, that we cannot avoid the troubles of the world or the wind that sweeps across, but we are opening ourselves, our hearts, our minds, our beings to the Spirit of God that blows like the wind in a mysterious force that invites us to feel that presence and to know that we walk in the power of something far greater than us. And so in this moment, in this worship opportunity, we hear the world around us and we carve out the silence in our hearts so that we can be prepared with God's presence as God blesses us with love and forgiveness and new life. So I commit with you, these moments of worship, knowing the world around us and our place as God's people in it. Welcome to worship at Central Baptist Church.
please stand as you are able and join in the call to worship. Come and worship the Lord. This is our God. All you who love and serve our God, come and worship the Lord. Please pray with me. Lord God, we pray that your kingdom will come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We pray for vision to see as you see and to love as you love. We pray for insight to better embody that vision in the here and now. Help us to see the inevitable transitions in our lives, our families, and our church family as occasions for faith and gratitude. May we find in the words and music of today's service opportunity to renew our faith and rededicate ourselves in love to one another. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
And now the Hebrew scriptures. Let go of your anger and leave resentment behind. And stop worrying. It produces nothing but evil. And evildoers will be cut off. But those who put their hope in God will inherit the land. A little while longer and the violent will be no more. No matter how hard you look for them, they will not be found. But the gentle will inherit the land and will enjoy abundant peace. Unscrupulous people plot against the just and gnash their teeth at them. But the sovereign one laughs at them, knowing that their day is coming. And now the Christian witness. Thus it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam gave a, became a life-giving spirit. But it is not the spiritual that is first, but the physical, and then the spiritual. The first man was from the earth, a man of dust. The second man is from heaven. As was the man of dust, so are those who are of the dust. And is the man of heaven, so are those who are of heaven. Just as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we will also bear the image of the man of heaven. What I'm saying, brothers and sisters, is this. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. For the word of God that works its way into us, thanks be to God. monochrome dreaming of a brilliance that will bloom in these shadows so we till the barrenness and scatter seeds of hope come Lord Jesus and every hand we hold that keeps our peace in chains and I come Lord Jesus and
Have you noticed ever so slightly how the early winter's darkness is in retreat? Yes, I know in Kentucky we're not safe from the frost until Mother's Day, but perhaps you've already seen a little patch of green under the wet leaves and the darkened earth, an early indication of a crocus or or maybe a daffodil. During that brief morning of sunshine at midweek, I found myself driving down Man of War with all my windows down, smiling at everyone as if I had just won the lottery. You got to take the little bit of goodness as you can whenever you might find it, including the little bit of sunshine. But it's a miracle to me this seasonal cycle of winter's death and spring's rebirth. Before you know it, the heavy coats will be put away into storage. An abundant life has bursted out everywhere you look. And we witness this cycle again and again and again. Things are constantly spinning. The earth rotating a thousand miles per hour counterclockwise from viewed from the north pole star Polaris flying through space this blue orb at 67,000 miles per hour. Joining our neighborhood of local stars traveling all together at an astonishing 515,000 miles per hour. You feel dizzy yet? 
Maybe you should. Maybe we should post warning labels and motion sickness bags with the diaper bags that you have before you start life's journey. We, as we might say, have grown acclimated. And we experience this high-speed, fast and furious adventure that we are all on through the universe as being normal. How odd. How odd then the path of the pilgrim cultivating a spiritual stillness, a quiet reverence within this mad dash of life's unrelenting progress or regress, a counterweight against the very forces of nature, a sacred necessity that done well requires a faithful and frequent dose of practice. We place our faith in the power and in the potential to slow down and enter into a deepening participation available to every single one of us. Those of us highly evolved, self-aware, cerebral, might use our talent to become focused and concentrated upon a humble and honest appreciation. Our rightful place as creatures before a loving God. Our task, every time we gather in worship and practice this faith, is given to us by the Apostle Paul, writing in 1 Corinthians 15, Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither can the perishable inherit the imperishable. Later in that very same chapter, Paul will call this act of grace in our lives a mystery. We are invited to attach ourselves to the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The one sent by God, who is himself God, who chose to inhabit and share in these same bodies of dust, made of earth and sullied water, all subject to disorder, disease, and even death, and to say to us, as one of us, lean on me, learn from me, follow me. Brazilian theologian Yvonne Guevara says that the Jesus movement was a resurrection movement from the outset, emphasizing that to speak of resurrection involves a collective ethical character, the responsibility for life which binds all of us together as subjects with equal rights and an active commitment to universal justice and to a life worthy of human persons. The first human, Adam, brought fear and isolation and rejection and disobedience and dishonor and sin and destruction. 
And we have followed his path so often that we hardly recognize another way. But then Jesus comes, revealing these insights into a new sort of being, a new sort of life, a new way to approach how we live. The first thing he says to us, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And then he says, leave the old way. And now follow this new way, proclaiming your sins are forgiven. Often, before someone's even asked for them to be forgiven, Jesus, with the welcoming words of grace, you come forgiven, cleansed, made new, made over. He says, resist the evil way. Shun the devil, and the devil will flee from you. Leave your worries behind. Honor a way of compassion and justice. Don't try to save yourself. Just be concerned about your neighbor. And remember, I will be with you. And never waver in your consideration how I have faced sin and the problem of death and now have conquered it. Through my own life and death and resurrection. For, he says in the Gospel of John, you are going to have trouble. The wind's going to knock you over. But be of good courage. I have overcome the world. And I will pick you back up. And I will restore you. I doubt there's a single person in this room who cannot give testimony of having lived through darkness. The longer you are alive, the greater the likelihood that you will face the shadows and even the pitch black blindness of darkness. The darkness of grief, the darkness of depression, the darkness of divorce, the darkness of chronic pain, the darkness of an injury or suffering illness, the darkness of rejection, the darkness of abandonment, the darkness of loneliness, the darkness of fear, the final darkness of death. Barbara Brown Taylor writes in Learning to Walk in the Dark, new life starts in the dark. Whether it's a seed in the ground, a baby in the womb, Jesus in the tomb, it all starts in the dark. Again, a mystery. The perishable cannot put on imperishability unless there's some hope, a touch from eternity. And those dwelling in darkness cannot see unless the light has come to dawn upon them. And how we, mere creatures of flesh and blood, a cast within 
a team of billions can be seen as significant unless there is a God who makes this claim over our lives and promises us through the wisdom of a thousand ages, don't be afraid. Believe, trust, and follow my son. How does a little morsel of bread and a tiny cup of juice speak to this man who invites us into the rhythm of his dying and rising with him? Because these are his gifts. Offer to us reminders of his words and work. Inviting us to be participants of his love and grace. To be recipients of his wisdom and power. To draw courage and strength. To remember and honor him. In his life. In his death. And in his glory. You know you can't earn what you've already been given. You can't achieve that which you already possess. But you can neglect its reality by not appreciating the ongoing presence and power that is always at work in our lives. Indeed, God has saved us. But we are in need of continual reminding and remembering. So we turn another page on the calendar. We take another spin around the block. We enter into the cycle of dying and rising again. Let us walk then another step closer to the goodness and the grace of God. Please stand as we sing.
Let's pray together, please. Dear God, this morning I ask that the life of Jesus, the message of Jesus, the spirit of Jesus, the sacrifice of Jesus as we stand before the table can become the lens through which we view the world, the lens through which we view one another, the lens through which we view those we don't understand, the lens that we view giving, the lens through which we view sharing. All these things, dear God, I pray in the name of him who is our vision, Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Please be seated.
as we prepare to come now to the Lord's table, we hear his invitation that all who wish to draw near to him are welcome to his grace and his goodness. Our preparation this morning involves his teachings creatively put together by this litany that we will be reading based upon his sermon found in Luke chapter 6, often called the Sermon on the Plain, paralleling his Sermon on the Mount we are more familiar with in Matthew, that these teachings of our Lord are ways of new life. And as we come, we come with faith, full hearts of sincerity, recognizing how we sometimes have left the narrow way to the wide path that leads to destruction and a desire to gain our footing again on the life-giving and eternal path that Jesus teaches and offers. And so in that spirit of faithfulness, let us be prepared to come to the table and the peace that he brings to us in our community in remembering his teachings. In Luke's gospel, Jesus called together the disciples and a great multitude to a level place. Blessed are we when we let go of possessions for the kingdom of God unfolds in open places. Blessed are we who know the ache of hunger for the empty places in body and soul are the fertile soil for new growth. Blessed are we who know sorrow, for the ache of love lost is witness to the seed planted. Blessed are we who know scorn, for the rejection of humans keeps us mindful of that beyond. Blessed are we who live in the harmony of life in the Spirit. Jesus said, Take up your cross. Amen. Now won't you share the peace of Christ who forgives us and restores us together. Peace. Peace. Oh, peace. <laughs>
In a few moments, you'll be invited to come forward to share at the table. You will come down the center aisle and go to either side where you'll receive the bread and the cup. The bread, of course, is gluten-free and dairy-free. Uh, and you are welcome to come forward. If you wish to just simply receive a blessing, then you may come forward and cross your arms for that. Uh, but you are welcome to the Lord's table. This is His invitation. And it is His invitation that invites you all who love the Lord and wish to follow the Lord are welcome to celebrate at His table together. to the Lord Jesus, who on the night of his betrayal and arrest took bread. He blessed it and broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body, given for you. In the same way, Jesus took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant sealed in my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever we drink of this cup, we remember his death. We proclaim his resurrection, and we await his coming glory. Join us in prayer. Lord, we give you thanks for your gift of life for us. As we take this bread, help us to remember the depth and nourishment of your love and your forgiveness for all our sins. Join me in prayer. Good and gracious God, pour out your Holy Spirit upon us as we take part of this communion. Help us be the body of Christ for each other and for the world. Amen. Amen.
we have gathered gladly because of the love that has been shined upon us by God and by one another, that we have seen the face of Christ because we have seen that face in our neighbor. And we have known the Spirit of God because it is God who has called us to this moment and who has brought us the gifts of this wonderful sacrifice of life. So, now we sing and respond and recognize that Christ has come among us, that Christ lives in us, and Christ will go with us every step, every step and every stage along the way. Let us stand in faith and sing hymn 509, All Who Hunger, Gather Gladly. Well, I've heard it said that the person who sings worships twice. And today, you are offered the opportunity to be fed twice. For not only have we enjoyed and celebrated the Lord's table, but there is also a lunch, if you would like to stay for that, sponsored by the Staff Transition Committee. They have appreciated your responses from the survey and now have opportunity for conversation. And you are invited to stay for that. That's going to be in the fellowship hall 
slash Jim to your right as you leave, and all are welcome to stay and participate, guessing about an hour or so uh, in terms of time uh, committed, but please uh, be welcomed and invited to that important discussion in the life and future of our church. Also, next Sunday, for those interested, or if you'd like to invite those interested to hear more about our story of Central Baptist Church, about our ways of mission and ministry, and our welcome and love and inclusion for all, uh, we will be doing that after church on Sunday uh, next week, and you're welcome to be a part of that or to invite others as well. Any other announcements? Benevolence, okay, if, if you'd like to offer uh, to the Benevolence Fund, uh, there's a plate as you exit, and you can give a gift there. Whatever is received will go for those benevolent requests that we oftentimes uh, try to meet and help with the needs of our community. Anything else? Sounds kind of rough out there, doesn't it? All right, go slowly, gingerly, carefully, gracefully as you bow now for the benediction. May we depart now in the grace of God who has promised to watch over us and give us strength for whatever lies ahead. For God is good and kind and merciful, abundant with blessings for those with ears to hear and eyes to see. Amen.